I'm a cuddler. You look like you're a cuddler. Yeah. I like to cuddle face to face. Nah. I eat too much garlic for that. Just brush your teeth before you go to bed. I got it. Chan lay his head on her chest. Yeah. You know? Right. That shit ain't comfortable. Somebody lay their big heavy ass head and you trying to be comfortable and let No, you the pillow mother. So what what is it called? But what about when, when you lay your like you're you have one of the largest domes I've ever seen though. Yeah. So you wanna lay your head on your old lady. Asia Asia's well baby, her left shoulder. Okay. I lay it there. There's a breast right there in my face. I lay my, my chin right there on the breast, the shoulder, and I'm the baby. But you're heavy as hell, though. You like to be so, so you don't care. So your focus is not if her arm goes to sleep. It's as long as yours doesn't. My arm go to sleep half the time. You gotta, you have to eat up some of that fifty percent of that that arm sleep. Man, don't be. If you want to be cuddled, man, that's that's you. Yes, I want to be cuddled. I want to be held like a little baby. I work twelve hours a day. I need some holding from the back. But you don't really work wanna... like any strenuous jobs, though. Man, I talk a lot, man. I be tired. But you talk in life in general because when you have opportunities to not talk, like when we're walking through the airport or yeah. when people want to talk, and when I want to be really quick, mm -hmm. hey man, how you doing, man? God bless you. Such a pleasure. Like that's my that's my go-to's, right? You want to take a picture? Absolutely. You take the picture and then you move. Mm -hmm. You do the whole show for people. Told y'all last <laughs> week, I'm an emotional philanthropist. I make everybody <laughs> feel good around me. You see what I'm saying? And that that's that's just draining on my emotions. So if I want to, I'll be the little spoon. If I gotta be the little spoon, yeah, you I'll So you like to be held from the back? Yes. What? With that little arm you around say my you like waist. To be subtle. Usually it's reverse. Y'all always the big spoon? Sometimes you gotta be the little spoon. I would guess not always. Yeah. Yeah, you can I would be guess the not spoon. always. You can cut it back. I think it's always about the the I think it's always about the cuddle <laughs> negotiator or the cuddle the cuddle initiator. Man, you know what I mean? A, yeah, see this. Who's the aggressor in the cuddling? The cuddle initiator. Yeah, like that's, that's what it's thing. about. See this this 2023, all oh, this this masculine feminine essence and all. I read this in a book. I read this in a book. Yeah. The, the way of the superior man. Such everybody, a misogynist book. Everybody has their essence. Sometimes you gotta toot your little booty back. But then you run the risk of a finger. I ain't no gotta... friend. I don't know. Ah, I'm not... That's Whoa. why I ain't doing it. What are y'all doing in y'all's room? We're talking no, about No, no, we talking shit. about you gonna have to get that clinch and roll technique. <laughs> <laughs> so don't even set yourself up. I ain't never the smallest book. <laughs> oh man. Well, fellas, mm -hmm. um, this is the pivot. No, it's a pivot. <laughs> I don't even know how to like I don't even know how to start the show, you know, after that. Uh Freddie T, how was your trip? It was great. It, it was great, mate. It was great, mate. Mate. Oh. Cheers, mate. But you weren't in Australia. I mean, they say that in London. You only went to London? No, I went to uh Portugal. I went to Lisbon, Cascai, and some other spot. I don't travel. Yeah, I saw castles and all types of shit. What was the highlight of your trip? Renting a car, driving around, not knowing the rules, tight, small roads, what we might consider a, a, a one-way. Wow. Those were made for two vehicles. Mm -hmm. The cars are so small. But uh, just getting, getting, getting out safe. Like, I, I'm not so adventurous like that. I'm not like that. But um, I did it, and it was, uh, it was a pretty dope trip. Any uh, nude resorts, any penises around your eggs? No. Um, any of those things that Channing likes to do on his trips? I just like no dick around my eggs now. You, that, you gonna make that assumption. I said there were dick around my eggs. I don't look for dicks and eggs together, generally. You don't order it like that? I don't order eggs with dick, yeah, dick. I want, uh, hey, they're like, you mean you want, you want a link? You want a sausage? No. no. I, want one, I want penis. You're disgusting. What's his name bro? in the kitchen? Big Jerome? Yeah, I want him out here. No. Better teach your man how to squabble. Bro, you ain't any horse? Nah, it was just like a lot of Indian food, some Portuguese food. No, I was gonna say, because when I went to London, that's the first time I ever ate horse. Horse good as hell. You tripping. It's just horse, lean. It's lean. Mm -hmm. Horse is good, man. It's expensive as shit, but it's good as hell. We probably should have we probably should have had a production meeting yeah, yeah. before this show. And probably shouldn't have sat down um, and just started talking. That's why you should always prepare, man. Cherish every moment. Yeah. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest in my cap, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On a mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Biggest in my cap, pinning it. 
I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. When I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. But on a real note, right? And it's, it's always like hard. You try to transition in between these things when we do shows. For me this week, I think it's cool. You know, both of you boys will be at Arizona State, Colorado tomorrow. And um, I don't know if Joe's playing, by the way. Um, but it, it brought me to like, it's this crazy thing, man. I get so nervous at the games. It's actually, I watched Cal this weekend and he didn't play. I wasn't nervous at all. I didn't care if they won or not. And the only thing I was doing was texting him, hoping he had his phone because he wasn't playing, to tell him sit down and stop walking around. <laughs> I was right. like, hey man, you're just gonna hurt yourself more out there walking around. But he ended up uh, getting 17 vials of fluid removed from his thigh. He had a hematoma, you know, and so, but I just thought about it though, man, cause like I was so nervous and it was just only about him like being healthy. And I'm sure you guys have seen um, Greg Brooks Jr., yeah. LSU's starting safety, LSU's captain. A Couple of weeks ago, he gets a brain tumor removed. On Tuesday, I was texting with his father and we FaceTimed, he told me uh, he has a rare form of brain cancer, which is very prevalent in children. So I went to see him this week. And so his, Greg's grandmother started school at Nichols when my parents started. And so we all grew up around each other at home. And so like I would sleep at his house at, uh, you know, his dad, GB. I would sleep at their house. We'd go to like bitty basketball games together. We played high school football together. You know what I mean? I know their family my entire life. And um, when him and Jordan were coming out of high school, they were compared a ton. Because they're both 5'10", both played corner, nickel, all these things. And so they would always be compared. And I coached them both um, in seven on seven. You know, what Greg is going through now and his family, it's like, it's unimaginable. And LSU is doing their best. They're raising money, you know, in between Wednesday and Thursday, they were able to raise $85,000 for him in less than 12 hours. Like, that's a blessing, but like the fight's not over for him. You know, and you're putting out these press releases and it's kind of just explaining what he's going through. But if you don't see Greg, you don't know. Like I'm talking to his mom and his dad and his mom's name is Pim. And she's saying for like the entire month of August, she'd have to drive from New Orleans to Baton Rouge to see him and they'd get there and he'd just be on the floor throwing up, you know, dizzy. And they said he had vertigo because they're trying to check things off of the list of what he has. And he plays 65 snaps against Florida State. You know, he calls his pops. He's like, Pop, something's not right. His dad goes to the Grambling game. He's out at halftime, and he's throwing up on the sideline. He calls his coach, calls Coach Frank. Coach Frank's driving down the street, and he's just like, they, he's like, man, they finally figured it out, Coach. I'm going to be all right. You know, they're going to, I'm going to have the surgery in the morning. He tells Coach Frank, he's like, uh, so he's like, well, okay, good. Like, what they doing? He's like, they're going to remove the brain tumor in the morning. I'll be back. But, like, that's what... When you're 22 years old, like, that's what you think. As you get older, we have people that pass, and we know people that pass, but it's not supposed to happen to kids. It's not supposed to happen to young people. It's not supposed to happen to, like, people who are healthy, you know? And you know what I'm saying? Like, man, we got babies. Yeah. You know, like, I walk in, and Miss Pat, that's his grandmother. Like, she's just crying, like, walking down the hall. Like, she's crying. Like, I'm hugging her, you know? And like where he is, like, like everybody's yeah. you know? And so you just see like death, man, like every room, every room, you know what I'm saying? Like you see the, these people, like their family members, man, like, and, and, and like they know, you know what I'm saying? And like an asshole, bro, though, like I'm walking and you know, you like, he's lived though. Like that guy's old, right. you know what I'm saying? Like his, 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 his grandkids are, are looking at him, you know, and you get in GB's room. It's like his jersey on the wall. And, you know, before he got sick, like he had a fro, like he don't have no hair. You know what I'm saying? And it's like this, this, you know, the, the, the cut on his head. And so the, 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 the first time I went to saw, see him, he had just finished rehab, so they put him to sleep. And like this time, like this time he was awake. You know, and Coach Frank's talking to him, and like BK's there. And uh, like the last time, like I grabbed his hand and he couldn't grab my hand. You know, which is probably better. 
And like this time, man, like I was talking to him and he squeezed my hand and he was just trying to turn his head from Coach Frank to me. And you could tell like how hard it was for him to get his head from like that side of the pillow to my side. It's like, it's just up, you know? Well. And it's like, man, like I'm worried about, like every day, man, like I'm worried about so much little shit, you know? And like my, my biggest worry last week was that like, damn, it's Jordan's senior year, man. And like he gotta miss games and this is why he came back to school and like all that, man. And like kids fighting for his life, man. Yeah. You know? And like before, like the week before that shit, that boy was playing. You know what I'm saying? And like on the, and like the press release shit, like it's saying like he's fighting like a tiger, man. He ain't fucking fighting, he's fucking dying. You know? The moments. And, and you worry about like so much little shit, you know? Like that could be Jordan. I can't imagine if it was him. You know what I'm saying? But that kid is like that to me. You know? Well, what you're doing for him is you got to be strong for him and his family. You know what I'm saying? Because the, it, it's fate. I believe in fate, bro. And when you see a kid dying that hasn't even lived their life yet, you say, why? You, everybody says, why is this happening? Like you saying, why is this happening to Greg? And you start asking God, why would you do this? Why would you do this? There's a reason behind it. it you probably can't see it. You probably don't know it, it probably doesn't make sense, but that's where when you see these young children dying, or even when you see the older people dying, you don't understand why. I remember we were talking about with Fred's grandma as well, like, why are you doing this? What, why is this happening? We can't explain it, but the, but the trust in that God has a purpose behind this, a reason behind this, I don't know if his siblings, his parents, what, how this is gonna change somebody's life is what I try to look at when things like this happen because it has to be a, it has to be a purpose. Every action is a reaction. There has to be something that comes from this that's going to change something bigger. And you talk about little things to big things. You talk about you worried about a, a, a thigh bruise, and now you look at Greg where, man, fuck that thigh bruise. You have to think that ev everything is done and everything is lined up purposeful. And if you can trust in that, when, when, when you have good, when things go well, when, when life's rolling, you always thank God. Thank God for the greatness. Thank God for the good times. Then when the shit hits the fan, you lose that. And that's what it is. I'm not saying I always, I, can't, I can do it because I do the same thing we all do. But that's where I try to really dig in and be like, God does things well, the, the, the plan, the path. It's set for a reason, and you got to trust in that, bro. But what you're doing for the family, what you're doing sitting there, even if he can't turn his head to see you, he knows you're there. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, you, we talked about not having production meeting, uh, but we, we always text and share, you know, thoughts, especially when we do the three-man shows just for everybody that's watching. Um, and we like for, you know, we text. We study, but we also like that, those are moments when we don't always put so much thought or overthink certain things that we share. I didn't, certainly didn't expect it to go that, 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 in that direction. Yeah. Uh, but I can share this, uh, two things. Last night when I got back, usually you go through customs, I got global entry, I'm in quick, then I get to the bags, and in Miami it takes maybe 15 minutes on average. Last night, they took about 45 minutes to, to get my bag. And yeah, I wanted to be pissed off. But when I talked to my mom, she's like, it was just God protecting you. You know, he was probably slowing you down from something else. Could have been an accident, could have been this and that, or that. So sort of put that in perspective. And, and it kind of brings me back to um, another thing this morning when I was jogging, I said, I need to get some light cardio. I was away, I was eating like crazy. Let me just go out and do some light cardio. So as I'm doing my intervals, like three minutes on, uh, or three minutes walk, one minute run, this guy ran past me. So I heard him, I had one AirPod in and I heard him to the left of me. And I kind of looked over when I saw his face. It's like, oh, wow, like 
is a guy with a disability. So I didn't, I don't know his disability, but as he started to run further, you know, I see his legs kind of out and he's kind of running. So I grabbed my phone to put it on my story, you know, to ask, you know, what's your excuse? Mm -hmm. You know, what's your excuse? Like, what's your lie today that you're telling yourself so that you can't get out here and do this? Here it is, this man with a disability, he's out there, he's, he's trying, you know? Um, and um, the, uh, after I thought about it, I was like, that would be kind of insensitive, you know, to really post that because people mm -hmm. have bigger problems. You know, you got amputees, you know, you got people that are, you know, extremely overweight due to maybe insulin stuff. Like, it's all type of things for re people to have reasons not to be able to go out there and run. Um, much like you just said, you said he tried. You know, he tried to look your way. Um, and my whole thing is, just try. When you're able to, try. Try to fight. He's going to try to fight. That's all he knows. Yeah. He was out there playing football games with a tumor. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't know, but he was out there. And just to hear him say, I'm going to be back. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to go do this and I'll be back. You know, he, he's trying. He's strong. And that's what he wants everybody around him to be strong. He just wants you guys to, to try to fight for him. You know, at the very end of it all, um, I don't necessarily enjoy these somber moments we have on the show, huh. but uh, I love that we're transparent. You know, when you hurt, I feel it. Same thing with you when we talk off air, because we are brothers. We are family. So we got each other's back, man, and we just got to um, keep pushing and fighting for each other, however I can help. Yeah. You know, I didn't know the extent of it. You know, I know he had the tumor removed. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know he had the rare form of cancer, but uh, now knowing the extent, however I can support and help, I'm certainly down for it. What I've decided to do, um, I made a unilateral decision for the four of us, including uh, Alicia. He's going to be moved to St. Jude in Tennessee, and LSU is raising all the money for him to make sure that he's taken care of, to make sure everything, you know, he still has, you know, rent to pay and all those things, so they're going to make sure that's taken care of. But his parents have to move, too, and they're going to go. And so uh, what I want to do from the pivot is I want to raise money for them and gift it to his parents. So, you know, his dad has three, other, three little girls in a home. His mom also has a, a little girl. She won't be able to work. He won't be able to work. And I think what we've learned through our loved ones is that it's not just the person who is ill that is going through it. We all are, and they all are. And I think that would be something that we could do um, to help. I didn't expect it to go that way either. Yeah. Like, I've seen them, and I haven't necessarily had that reaction. I think a lot of times I don't feel I deserve to, you know? that That's, that's their baby sitting in there, and they're being strong, and when they see them, you know, they don't break down. They make sure he knows that they're there to support them with their with their strength, with their spirits, with their prayers. Um, and so I think that's what we could do. You know, we're going to work on getting it all set up. Hopefully by Tuesday we could post it. And no, what? You, you, are, you are more than welcomed and loved for taking initiative. Because one thing I tell my kids all the time, fight the opponent in front of you. Don't worry about why he's there. Don't worry about what happened. Because, you know, kids, they get caught up in what they said and they said and why they said. Fight the opponent in front of you. And if Greg's situation is in front of you, it's in front of all of us. So let's do everything we can to fight the opponent in front of us. Fight the problem. And the monster you didn't see. Mm -hmm. we didn't see you never saw a dude playing at football at that level to have this go on inside his body. But yeah. it's here now. Why did it happen? We can't answer it. But it's here now. Let's square up. Nah, man, I think, you know, like, that's exactly it, though. You know, to have a, like, when you have a heart for something, it's not enough to just be there in spirit. Like, it's to try to find a way to be proactive. It's actually how I keep from going crazy, to be honest. So we're going to team with Happy Dad, uh, one of our partners, to just figure out a way that we can help his family, help GB, but most of all, just continue to pray. I think what it did for me though it and, and we know it because we played right 
like, we're just human, you know? But people see jersey numbers, people see contract numbers, people see helmets, people mm -hmm. look at fandom a certain way, and it's about bets, and it's about fantasy football, it's about whatever it is to, you almost dehumanize the person. And it kind of brings me to Drew Holiday's situation. You know, his wife, Lauren, makes the post that dude was taking a nap, right? You're taking a nap. You've been an all-star. You've won a championship there. Uh, it's not a world championship, according to Noah Laos, but it is a championship, <laughs> yeah. right? You won a championship there, and she was just basically saying, like, they, like, she knows, she's the athlete as well, she knows they aren't entitled, but it doesn't make it any easier to deal with. It doesn't mean you don't have a feeling about it. And you feel like you give all of this to an organization, you've lived in this city, and if you know anything about Lauren and Drew, they, like, dive in mm -hmm. to every city that they're in, 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 in community service, in helping impoverished people, in helping the African-American community. So you're doing all this, and you think that people will be like, oh, you guys are super great. We care. We'll give you a heads up that you're getting traded. But shoot, we talked to Miles, Miles Bridges, mm -hmm. and he was like, we were in the hotel. Like, we afterwards, we pitched a TP, and we had a powwow in the, in the hallway. Harrison Barnes, then Harrison Barnes, I think he got traded during the game. No, I told him, don't, don't, don't go out there. <laughs> don't go out they there, hey, we got plans for you. They treat him like Chase Claypool. Yeah. They told Chase Claypool, you ain't playing, and by the way, we don't want you here neither. Like, we don't even want you on the sideline. Yeah. Even Darren Waller. He was on yeah. his honeymoon, right? Yeah, so what do, what do y'all think, or what do you think, Freddie T, how do you feel guys should be notified, or does an organization even owe them that? You know, I like to say business is business. You know, the main thing is the main thing, but there are people within the organization that you befriend, you know, throughout the years, however long you're there, you just develop a relationship where you would think that's owed to you, at the very minimum. You know, uh, he's been in the league 14 years. He's 32. You know, a guy who's averaged 16 points in his career, two all-star appearances. Uh, he's, this, this was his third time being traded. So I'm trying to figure without being, again, insensitive to how, how his wife Lauren, you know, her, her um, the post. message, her yeah. post, you know, and I, I want to make sure I, I give respect to that because her feelings are her feelings, and it's different for everyone. But in the third time it's happened from Philly, I think where he played four years, seven years in New Orleans with the Pelicans, then he was traded to Milwaukee. What's different about this time than those other times? Is it that they had set their sights on Milwaukee being home at this point in his career? No, they're not as young. They may be more involved in the community considering they certainly understand it more. Uh, she said she knows that there's a business side, but this is a bit more personal for her mm -hmm. because they weren't extracting from the community. They were pouring their hearts into the community. And I understand that, don't get me wrong, but I wanna know what's the difference in the other previous two times because we know that's it's, it's the business. We're not owed that at all. But through certain relationships, friendships we uh, developed over those years, uh, and this was his shortest stint at a team, but they felt like we got our man, we got an opportunity, we got to pull, pull the trigger now, and they did what they had to do as an organization. And they always tell you, we, we're going to do what's best for this team first, yeah. no matter what. Every team, organization, they're always going to tell you that. Uh, in my situation, when Jacksonville they released me. I wasn't traded. They released me. But prior to that happening, they sort of kind of, a few whispers had happened. And they said it might be a possibility. I said, the only thing I want from you guys is respect enough to show up as a man. Come to me and release me. Don't do it over the phone, mm -hmm. via fax back in those days. Um, <laughs> don't don't, don't hey, do it that I'm way. I'm actually shocked they had fax. Just <laughs> pull up. Put a pill on the Put a disc in the computer. Nah, a it was a carrier pigeon. They, they, tied, it, they tied it to the pigeon. Little claw. Taking that Freddie T. You guys know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. team did that good, good deed for me. And they flew in, and they cut me at... The hotel in lot well, here in Fort Lauderdale. I feel you, Fred, and I'm glad we got the part of me having a heart out the way earlier in this show because that shit's cute. 
My sister and her husband had to move to Inman, South Carolina for their jobs. Neither of them making six figures at the time. Their job made them move, making $40,000, $50,000 a year. All due respect to Ms. Holiday, I know she has an amazing story and Drew and what they do to the community. I'm with you, Fred, and I know they give a lot back there, philanthropic and all that. This motherfucker makes $34 million a year to play basketball. He's made over $219 million in his career playing basketball. Shut up. What about the military kids? What about the kids that gotta go to Tampa, to Germany, to Texas every other year? They have friends. The holidays, and I'm, I'm calling y'all out because it started here. They have friends, they are in the community, they love people, they're nice. You're complaining, t being traded as an NBA player, making 30 plus million dollars a year? Stay in Milwaukee. Let him go to Boston. If your kids love their friends so much, stay there. I think this, they live in this, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, wherever they live. They do, wherever they live, stay there. You have a quarter billion dollars. And I'm, I'm just being real with it. Like, this, this complaint, when I read this, I was like, this is so much. So do you see it? This do, is so, so, so my question to you is this. Do you see it as a complaint or just a story, just an explanation, just a... A, a note, because she says that she doesn't feel like they're entitled, but I think sometimes as, as athletes or athletes' wives or, sorry, significant others, you sometimes want to allow people to know that even though you're privy to all of this part of my life, this is another part of being an athlete. This is another part of being an athlete's family. Or do you see it as, listen, you know what it is. This is how it works. Go live your life. This is the job you took. You get in the military, you know they're gonna make you move. These cops know they can get shot and die at their job. It's part of the job. Like, when everybody, and it's not just them, I'm talking to anybody that complains about being traded and, oh, this was our house. I know, and now they're gonna go make millions somewhere else. It's so myopic when people complain, knowing that there's trades. There's so been that's, trades, that's your there's answer to his question. So it's a complaint more yes, so than it's a, a story. Like, what's the story that, oh, you're a part of a trade that's been happening for the entirety of a sport? That's crazy to me. I think the thing that stands out to it to me when Freddie T was saying they got their guy is if, even if you are the guy sometimes, right? Because I tell everybody this, if Peyton Manning got it, everybody could get it. Yep. Mm -hmm. if, if, if Tom Brady had to leave, everybody can leave, mm -hmm. right? That, that, that's my mindset because when you look at our sport, those were two dudes that felt untouchable. Yes. And, and they finished in different jerseys. People in football, a lot of us finish in different jerseys. I, I talk about it all the time. I'm sitting there as a Miami Dolphin and play with three Hall of Famers in my linebacking room. I watched them cut Junior Seau. I watched them cut Zach Thomas. I watched them cut Jason Taylor. And you know what I said? I am middle linebacker one now. I am not Channing Crowder. If you can cut them three, yeah. Hall of Famers, what am I? Let me slow down. Let me miss a tackle. That's the game. It's right. part of the game. And, and I, I think a lot of these young boys, they get caught up in emotions over the business. Like Fred say, business is business. Business is business. And I think they get caught up in these, in these relationships in the building. They like you because you can run fast, Fred, and you score touchdowns. Ryan, you could cover and knock a bitch to sleep over the middle. Do you think them people would like you if y'all couldn't do what y'all did? How much of the winning the championship in Milwaukee do you think plays into her decision to, you know, make this whole statement about team, community, et cetera? I think, I, I will say this about, like, that, that's different about Lauren and other wives, right? Like, wives who don't, who aren't involved in sports, right? She played for USA Soccer, mm -hmm. which we know has changed the entire landscape of women's sports, right? The, the, the first in the Olympics to ever get equity and equality Mm -hmm. as it pertains to their side of it and the men's side. You already, there's already a sense of empowerment that's gonna go on with her voice as opposed to probably other women's voices. And there's also, for her, you would expect a deeper level of understanding, right? Because you would say, well, shoot, you're an athlete. Like, you get it. You're supposed to know. And then we have to be smart enough to understand she's also just a wife that loves her husband and loves her kids. Mm -hmm. And... When you look at her statement, it is, in, in a way, the emotion of it. But I also think it's like that realization that there's always another one. And, that, and if they could get the other one, they want him. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, we love Drew Holiday and what he did here, 
who he was here, who you guys were here. Dame Lillard can shoot that hoe from half court <laughs> and walk back, turn around before he knows it goes in. Yeah. And if we have him, we're different. No disrespect to you, but thank you. And I think what we have to remember about the teams is, you know, and I think about this, like you could think about this with like sponsors and partners and all of those things. It's like, hey, you ain't giving me nothing for free. I didn't ask Drew Holiday to play basketball for us for nothing. The stuff you did in the community, you deal with that in the community. You call the family members that you're going to miss. You call the friends that you're going to miss. You call the neighbors. But from a business standpoint, this is a better business decision for us. And I do think a lot of times it's not their jobs to care about the emotional effect on you because they feel like I haven't asked you for anything I wasn't willing to pay for. You're a commodity. And so I think that... You're that, a commodity for this team to be yeah. better. And as soon as they upgrade, everybody talks about all the sports. You speak about it. We have a very good point guard. What if you can get a great point guard? Yep. I'm going to get rid of that very good point guard for this great one. Always. We have an elite quarterback. What do you have a number four quarterback in the league? I can get you the number one quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take him. Yeah. They give us a better chance to win. It's all bottom line. It's all records. Right. And that's what I think... Drew Holiday is a very smart man. Respect him, respect what no, his family awesome. does. That's what I'm him. saying. Like, I'm a, he's the, awesome. I see it a lot with these young players believing that these teams love you. In high school, they do. High schools love you. Colleges love you. League doesn't love you. League loves your ability yeah. and that you can generate money and maybe get a championship for them. And that's all you are. I've said it a hundred times at different platforms. That's the part that gets to me when people t talk about this. Like, they love you. They don't. Only person I ever know that's loved by organization is Udonis Haslam. Yeah, I agree with that. That's the only individual yep. I've ever seen and that is loved had, by the organization. Udonis also had the perfect storm of being from here, playing in an era where they where they needed someone like that, could appreciate that someone like that, and being around people who stayed around the organization for a very long time. It was just the 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 perfect storm. I have a question for you though, Freddie. Is that like another part we are missing about this? Mm -hmm. Is Lauren said that they're human. Right. What about the effects that sports can take on your mental, on your emotional? Like, think about a guy like Chandler Jones. Right. We've seen his brother John has gone through some, some things, whether it be substance abuse, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be the ability to control his emotions, uh, any of those things, the lack of self-control, we've seen him go through those things and deal with those things publicly. Mm -hmm. I think because he's in a sport where, like, violence is what drives it. They, 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 don't, they aren't truly asked to be pillars of the community. People don't look at him that way. We kind of downplay that things, but those things can be side effects and pieces of, you know, emotional immaturity. Uh, I don't want to give somebody mental illness when they don't have it, but, but dealing with things mentally, emotionally. You look at Chandler, it starts... He just wants to go work out. And I don't know the true details. He wants to go work out. The, the building is locked. He immediately starts to post about Josh McDaniels. And then, then they, they try to do a wellness check on him. And there's another video. He says he's taken somewhere without his permission. And then now finally arrested and released because he goes to an ex's house, takes some of her stuff, and burns it. And like the, the, the hardest part is we're watching this happen in real time because he's filming it. Right? And it's like, like that's the sad part to me is there was a time you got to live and you got to do things and you got to make your mistakes in quiet. Right? This, this is playing out publicly. So when you look at a situation like that, what are your thoughts on what's going on with Chandler? That's a tough one. <clears throat> For me, it's a tough one because I don't know all the specifics. Yeah. You know, we know what he's allowed us to see mm -hmm. through his filming, and we know what the reports have shown. Uh, to the extent of, you know, uh, what he's actually dealing with, we don't have a clue. You know, people tend to joke and they tease and they say, well, it's, you know, onset, CTE. That's the one thing the community goes back I, to. I hate that, though. You know, but they always, when they see a football player, it's only <laughs> football. You know, people see football players act out. They go and they say, well, it's CTE. They always tie these things to CT, and it could be just, they could be going through a personal matter for a moment. You know, whatever is AB is out there doing. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's saying that guy, he has CTE, and I don't think it's, a, it's, it's something to really joke about. 
It's not. That's a severe mental health issue, and it's very traumatic, uh, not only to the people that uh, experience it, but their loved ones too. So I tend not to uh, joke about it, but I see it. RC is really hard to, I guess, speak on it. You know, because you can have a guy that can, you know, get frustrated by not having the facility open when he thinks he's a star player. That entitlement stands out before anything else, and before you know it, he's posting about it. That's the mature part. I wouldn't post about it, uh, but some people might go and do so that. So my, my question would be to that, though, Freddie T, if there is some sort of mental break, right? Because when, at least in reading or trying to study some different things about whether it be because, you know, in some of the stories it's schizophrenia and people are using these words that I don't necessarily understand or know if they understand it, right? And, there, and, and so there's always like a breaking point. There's always an onset. If someone is truly going through one of these psychotic breaks, they wouldn't have the mental capacity to know it doesn't make sense to film it, right? Like, like they would just be living in that. And so how scary, I guess, is it, though, that you're saying, like, I wouldn't film it, but that he... If in his right mind, he would understand that those things don't make sense. And that's, logically. that's what we don't know. You see what I'm we saying? don't we don't know if he's in his right mind. We can only speculate now. And you know, I always told um, you know my son. They they try to say he's ADHD because he wasn't focusing on his work and in class and all this other stuff. But if you put him in another arena, he excels. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 I hate labels. And I, I despise labels, man. Um, and we never had that in our community mm -hmm. growing up. He's like, he's just a badass kid. He <laughs> wasn't real. ADHD, it wasn't that. He's just bad and hard-headed. I just know right? if, if um, his hair beat it up a little bit. <laughs> he bad. Like, he if he had Bud Crawford's. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's bad. But uh, yeah, so we don't know the circumstances surrounding Chandler. Uh, they'll go, they'll do their tests, and they'll diagnose him, and he'll probably you know, enter treatment if he's willing. And you know, then they'll say, well, you have this then now that's a whole different thing that he has to deal with. I just hope he's safe. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care about anything. I hope, you know, whoever's initially around him that they're safe, I hope he's safe, you know, where he doesn't harm anybody, especially himself. Because usually the story ends where these yeah. guys or women or whomever's, you know, dealing with emotional, mental, uh, any type of mental health uh, issues, it doesn't always end, you know, on a positive and side. And that's the thing, fellas. And I, there's, I was going to say, what's the answer? I don't think there is an answer. Because of the fact, like, you go back, like, the CTE stuff and all this uh, brain trauma and the tau protein that builds up. I just learned this since Will Smith started speaking funny in that, in that concussion movie, and it blew up. But what was it? The guys back in the day, all the guys back in the day doing drugs, all the old stories we hear about, the guys drinking and smoking in the locker room and all. Professional sports is stressful. You have hundreds of people in the building and millions of fans depending on you to make a tackle, make a bucket, hit a ball, catch a ball, and all that. It's stressful. What did your upbringing do to you? Like, I know some guys' upbringing. We had a lot of guys on this show that they tell us about our upbringing, and you're like, it clicks to us during the interview of, okay, so you've done some crazy things in the past, but now this is why. Or is it because you were fine, you were good, but you got hit in the head too many times playing ball? The thing that gets to me, and I know, and I bring him up again, Junior Seau. That was my OG. Took his own life. And he had the towel on his brain. He had the CT and all. And it's a, th it's a line that I see, guys, when every time, like you say, with AB, with Antonio Brown, and now with Chandler Jones, when they always want to say, oh, CTE, CTE, TC. I saw CTE and a good friend of mine, AB running around, pulling his out at pools and all. You gonna put that on the same thing? <laughs> I don't even want to. They took my friend like, like, but it shit kind of gets to me. Like, because Junior was always a sort. He was just a gentle giant until he passed. You wouldn't have known he was dealing with anything. Beautiful kid. He plays ukulele. Beautiful life. Beautiful, Man. just a beautiful yeah. human being, a beautiful light. Yeah. And the same thing that made my big brother take his own life is the thing that make AB run around and do this dumb shit. I can't believe that. I I know it's real. The head injuries. But I think some people use it as a crushing excuse for people that don't really have it. And who has the answer? Nobody, well, the, because they don't know if you have it until you die. But that's the problem. But I also think uh, societal, that's the, the biggest issue, too. Like, honestly, if I say something on TV that people disagree with, the joke is always, oh, your CTE is setting it. And hell, I don't know. Maybe I do have it. 
But that, that ain't why I said something that you don't agree with. But to people who aren't nearly as brave as I am, ain't half as talented as I was, or refuse to work as hard as I did, they think that's funny, right? Because I was able to do something extraordinary that, that was risky in some ways from a health perspective, you think that's the joke. And that's my biggest issue with it. Like when I see Chandler, and it's like anything else that resonates with somebody or something you could put your shoes in, like my heart goes out to him. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, I truly don't. That's the scary thing as well is if I'm working or if I'm doing something, like I know how my memory works. Like I just remember stuff. And there are times now, like I'll be thinking of someone I haven't seen in a while and I can't remember their last name. Or like some of them I can't remember their first name. And then I'm trying to figure out, is this just because I'm 44 and I haven't thought about that person in years and now something triggers me to try to figure out who they are and I can't? Or is this something that is a residual effect of what I did for a living? Yeah. But I think the thing that people gotta get is it's not a joke, it's not funny. People are going through things, and but they sit around, Chan, with the same thought process you had about Drew Holiday and Lauren Holiday maybe just flipped and done a little differently, right? It's why do we care if he has CTE? You made the decision to go play. You got paid millions to go play. If your dumb ass go crazy, that's on you. Mm -hmm. You could have been a plumber. Mm -hmm. There is no complaining. There, 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 is no, there is no I have an issue now that I'm deteriorating because for us, they feel like you knew anyway. Like you heard Will Smith, tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth, <laughs> right? Like you knew it. And so I think like that's, the, like that's the thing. And when people ask me, they're always like, hey man, you know, because none of like Jordan's friends like saw me play football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they didn't really pay attention to it. And so like I'll have his friends pops call me or text me and be like, oh man, such and such saw your highlights, man. They ain't know you was like that. They say Mr. Ryan always laughing. Yeah, cause like we're actually all just throw it off. We just don't have to walk around, throw it off all day. Mm -hmm. Right, and you know, and when people ask me, like, would you do it again? A hundred million times. Mm -hmm. I've actually never had a job that ain't had nothing to do with football. <laughs> like, I don't know what my other talents are. I can't sing. You know what I mean? I, math is a struggle sometimes. Mm -hmm. I just good at tipping. That might be why the man tweeted the other day, I tip well. I probably can't count. Speaking <laughs> like of tipping, you do got a stripper booty. <laughs> you in shape? You ever seen the, um, what, Thunder from Down Under in Vegas? You seen the, po the posters? <laughs> I could go do that? Probably. Probably not. Not wearing a thong. It's not happening. We can go in together. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, you just go strip with your face because you think you pretty. Bro, by the way, did y'all see, I just read something. I think her name is like Samantha Costanzo, Costanzo, something like that. She went on a date with a dude, right? First date. Mm -hmm. I don't know, tips brought it up to my mind. Yeah. So she went on a first date with a dude. They had cider. I don't know what kind of cider it was. I was just reading about it. Some sort of cider. I'm sure the cider had alcohol in it, right? Yeah. How much does alcohol cider cost? Can't Gotta be, be like more than a beer, seven dollars. Yeah. $7, right? Yeah. She go home, the dude really, he ain't really had game like that. Mm -hmm. She wasn't liking on him like that. So he hit her up again, like, hey, you trying to see me? Like, he trying to get a second date. Apparently mm -hmm. Samantha looked good or, hmm. Or he was like, I spent this $7 on this cider. You finna give me some of that loving. <laughs> right? So Samantha hits him with the, er, nah, I ain't really feeling you like that. And he hit her with the cash out. Boop, cash out request. For the money back? He wanted, he wanted his half of the cider. Mm. You don't get no cider for no loving. And apparently, because mm. I went down a rabbit hole, apparently this is a new trend in the economy that Joe Biden has created. <laughs> the new trend is... We ain't finna be spending no money on you. If it ain't no honey, you can't get this money. And in the days of women <laughs> equality, y'all yeah. want equal, y'all want time the soccer out. people oh, want they locker room to look the same. These boys said, look. the hell with you. We are in on this together. <laughs> time out. The man wanted it. First, first of all, Venmo, why, Cash why, 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 Zelle, why are you? Apple Pay. I'm, I'm independent, so don't come to me about Republican, Democrat. I'm not talking it about ain't nothing about Joe. I'm talking about whoever's watching. <laughs> You said the Joe Biden economy? Last I checked, it was Trump that said, grab her by the <laughs> I want my half back. <laughs> I don't know, Sleepy Joe probably. <sighs> that slider, that slider probably knocked Joe the
<laughs> he probably dozed off up in that thing. I really Listen. sweat. But no, seriously, y'all. Uh, that's just petty, man. Bro, why did he go that, there? That's petty. That's <laughs> petty. Y'all two, two can't Listen. hang no more, bro. That is petty. Listen. You can't go on no date. Or do something out of the goodness of your heart with the expectations but that nobody ever, nobody ever goes on a date. Nobody ever goes on a date out of the goodness it of their heart. the goodness of your Absolutely. heart. Absolutely, you're, you're going for a purpose, for a reason. And like you said, it's usually it's usually to get some some goodies. No, man. It's usually to get some coochies. No. But if it's not, let's say, let's say if it's no. for a, a elongated relationship. Hey, Spice Adams, put... Spice Adams went to his girl house before they was the, his girl. And he flew himself and he in. Flew himself, flew himself in. He, he, he was, first off, if I'm flued in, you finna get some of this loving. You got it. You got it. I flued myself in? Because that's really the same price it would have cost <laughs> for me to flued you in. You could have so flued somebody sense, else in. So in a sense, in a sense, yeah. we know what happens if somebody get on a flight. Not giving you no That's ticket. That's the you, Every time though. you invest in something, you, you send your kids to the best school so they can get a good education, right? Yes. You That's not your, the goodness of your heart. You, no, it's not the goodness of your heart. You want them to get a good education and have a good life. You're investing money into something. If it's if it's sexual, if it's maybe it's a relationship. Maybe he really wanted to marry her and she companionship. And she, and she curbed him. Companionship. If you're investing in something and we're not investing together, give me your half back. That's my hell with you. No. I'm in it. I ain't never did it. Now, like, I'll be, I'll, I, even, I pay for but, my homeboys, though. Like, if you in my city, yeah. if you come to my city, I'm paying. If I go to Atlanta, my buddies in Atlanta gonna pay. I'm in your city with homeboys. Inflation, though. Inflation is high. <sighs> no, Interest saying, rates I, are high. I, I understand like, what these homeboys That man might have had a mortgage. About. Yeah. Car note. He could have kids. Child support. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's like, this cider is right. This is taking halftime orange slices from Sally and her soccer friends. Yeah. But I will say this, my pride, mm -hmm. just my, one, I don't, I don't care about that $7, no way, but my pride mm -hmm. would not let you know that I am so hurt that I couldn't get a second date with you that you got to pay me money for cider. Because here is how I think. If I'm a single man, this is mm -hmm. if I was single. If I'm a single man, you might have friends. Right? Oh, so now you're looking we, bad for the whole crew. Right, and you can't have, like, like you don't want, nobody wants a BDR, mm -hmm. right? Like, nobody wants a bad D report. You don't want that. If that's if that's out there floating in the world and that's what's being passed around you to the dorms. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, you, you never had one of those. I didn't know the phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, right? But now it's like, man, you don't want a BBR. You don't want, like, a bad bill report. <laughs> Right, man, you yeah. gotta pay your fare. I don't think I've ever asked a woman for money ever in my life, even when I ain't had no money. As a like a kid, when y'all was broke, did y'all ever ask a woman for money? Nah. No. Also, never dated anybody it. like rich enough yeah. to give me money. You don't expect it. Oh no, I would date some rich girls. It was a the bad girl thing. That took my virginity was rich. What was her name again? I said her full name one time and got me in trouble because somebody really found her. Don't and say her name. What kind of car was it? A Hyundai? It was a Toyota Paseo. Turquoise. Turquoise. Turquoise Toyota Paseo. And yep. Now we was actually at the bottom of her driveway, mm -hmm. up in her, her house was up on this big hill, bottom of the driveway in my little Paseo parked around the corner. I couldn't go inside after the, you know, y'all know the story. She was Mormon. I couldn't walk in that house looking like I look. But yeah. And she, but she used <laughs> to try to give me money. She used to like be like, hey, she bought me Abercrombie and uh, 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 Fitch, 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 Fitch. draws. She tried to give me she, some of the goddamn love. We need to find her again because somebody needs to buy you some draws. She, she bought, that was the first pair of Abercrombies and Flinch draws I've ever had. And she tried to buy me some uh, Blur Blurkin whatevers, and I was like, I can't wear them. I'm black. Birkenstocks? <laughs> what do you call them? Blurkin? She tried to buy me Blurkenstocks and Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> so you see what? Blurkenstocks. Blurkin. <laughs> she wanted to buy you Blurkenstocks. No man, Abercrombie. Yeah, and I was Flitch. like her little, her little, her little hood. I don't You're know. You're a charity case. Her little, she, that's how it was. So you essentially that was were only... giving out. You were giving out your virginity for pay, is what happened. So you were a high school prostitute. Mm, 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 mm. Boy, that's the way I am. How I am. It's worth it though. Well, I will say this, guys. <laughs> this is the. Pure example and definition of the pivot. We started this show with something wow. extremely serious, and we ended on Blurkman Stops <laughs> and 
Amber Crombies, and Flitches. That's back when I messed with white girls. We started out talking about Greg, and, and we somehow got to Chandler and mental health. I wanted to ask you, because you're doing so much, uh, you're at the point where, you know, you're about to shed tears. You know, you're so consumed in the family, work, your own family. How is your mental health right now? Do you need anything? How can I don't, we help you? I don't, I don't know if I need anything, because I don't necessarily know exactly where I am. I am working on it, though, which for me is, like, far beyond anything I've ever been willing to do in my life. I've always just thought, you know, you push through it, it is what it is. Nobody really gives a F anyway. And I do still feel like that, which is why I decided to work on it myself. I have a life coach now that I can say, that's weird to say out loud. Um, you know, I have weekly meetings. I have these certain checkpoints in, in every week. And what I'll say more than anything is, I'm really, really tired, you know? Which is a new thing, because I never actually felt tired, or I never, I never felt the effects of being tired. I'm still, most of the times, really good at my jobs. I'm not really good at dealing with people. Honestly, we gotta keep doing this. Like, we gotta, we gotta stay tapped in. We gotta continue to ask about each other, continue to be authentic in asking. I think that's the most important thing. But nah, man, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm better than I was four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know, not as good as I was four years ago. But I think that's part of the process. Like, that's part of growing. That's, that's part of building. And what I'll say about it is this. God is now giving me everything I was built to have. So you can't be tired. So I have to honor him by giving the most of me to everything that he's giving me. Correct. And I think that that's, that's hard sometimes because it's probably impossible when he's blessing you abundantly. That is where I am. And so the hopes is we use that, we give to Greg, and uh, we keep giving people our hearts. And the hardest part about that is they get to judge you for who you are. And to that, I say F them anyway. God puts his strongest soldiers in his toughest wars. And Greg is one of those soldiers. And so we're going to fight the war with him. Bet. Good show, man. I love seeing your legs, Channing. Yeah, me. man, I pull out them pretties. All, All I see is that hot dog meat. A glizzy meat on the side. <laughs> Hold up. Limitless. Take a cemetery cow pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a cemetery cow pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up.